0: Hello and welcome to the Properly Purple Show here on the Variety Sports Network. My name is Tommy. I will be your host. You can find me on Twitter at Skull Hype. It's where I do most of my Vikings ranting. It's where I do uh, my Minnesota sports news and updates is on there. Uh, some notes from our, uh, for our supporters uh, from the Variety Sports Network. Uh, some of our partners here. Uh, Row One Brand, you get 15% off anything in the art gallery when you use code VSP15, Victor Paul15. I'll uh, we'll get you 15% off anything in the art gallery. Triple uh, A's Treats, 10% off any order when you mention the Variety Sports Network. And then you got In the Clutch as well as t- giving you 10% off uh, your entire order when you use code Variety Sports, all caps, no spaces on Variety Sports. Uh, thank you guys for the support. I hope this is a long, blooming series. I hope this is the first of many episodes. Uh, this is a good group of guys that are running the uh, Variety Sports Network. I think uh, this is uh, really starting to turn into something for them. I know they've put a lot of their time and effort into making this what it is today, so I uh, thank you guys for the support. I hope uh, this is the first of many great shows that we have for you. Well, let's jump right into it. It is the first day of training camp for our beloved Minnesota Vikings. Uh, We have a lot of new faces in the building, going from the head coach to the new GM uh, Zadarius Smith, the big former rival, is now in the house. We got a uh, pretty good rookie class over there in Egan. It's going to be, I think, a fun build-up to the season when it ultimately uh, kind of culminates with Week 1 taking on the Packers just over in downtown Minneapolis here. I'm excited for what the future holds for this team. I think they've had a great off-season. I think uh, Kevin O'Connell, as Delvin Cook said just recently within the last couple days here that it's a different energy in the building now when you're walking through before the Zimmer era people weren't very polite, I guess, is one way to put it. Uh, but Dalvin Cook said everybody's happy, everybody's smiling, and it wasn't the case over there. As we even heard Eric Kendricks uh, earlier this offseason say, having a fear-based organization is no way to lead in the NFL, uh, referring to the Mike Zimmer era and how players were more feared of being punished for not producing or not coming up when they're supposed to, but it sounds like that energy has all changed, thankfully. Adolfo uh, Mensa comes over from the Cleveland Browns, uh, has held a number of jobs in the NFL. Obviously the big story followed him here was uh, his uh, path coming from a Wall Street Journal trader uh, to now working in the NFL, is now a general manager. Uh, so... I is something big, and I like what him and O'Connell have kind of brewed up with this roster. I think we're getting ready for a fun week one here. Um, the other elephant in the room earlier this offseason was our quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and what exactly we were going to be doing with Kirk Cousins. Well, he got an extension, so now he's under contract with the Vikings for two years. Uh, we got his cap hit down a little bit this year to make some room for some more signings. That was a must. It was either that or trade him. We didn't really have a choice on that. But, uh, that outside of those two options. I know a lot of people were rallying for him to be traded and that would have been, in, in my eyes would have been a total reset for this franchise, which they are not yet ready to do. Um, I think there's too many young, talented pieces out there, guys that are still in their prime to be hitting the reset button. Cause that's just going to want to make these guys get out of town. Granted, you can get some future assets earlier and quicker and such. If we were to trade guys like Eric Hendricks and whatnot, but, uh, Personally, I like the move to keep Kirk Cousins. I think out of the available options, he is the best. We saw how low this rookie class was drafted. I was kind of disappointed personally. The Vikings didn't get one of those guys in the mid rounds. Um, to have a backup plan is uh, Kevin O'Connell seems to like what he's seeing out of Kellen Mond, but you know, with the inconsistent reports from just last year from the guy that drafted him, he wasn't happy with Kellen Mond. So we don't know what to expect out of Kellen Mond. Hopefully, we get some good reports here as training camp gets going uh for what they can expect out of there uh Kirk Cousins is going to be at the helm for at least one year, maybe two years uh so far as contract goes at least. Um Zadarius Smith as I mentioned is now in town. We have uh I think a pretty good pass rush duo in Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter. If those two can stay healthy, this is going to be a lot of fun for this defense. We haven't seen a fun defense in a handful of years now. Obviously, in 2020, the whole pandemic year, they didn't get preseason games to work on the rookies. Um, I think that did play a factor in it, but then it came to last year and we gave up a ridiculous amount of points in the last two minutes of first halves and just couldn't close up all games with our defense last year. So I think changing the guard hopefully helps. I've heard a lot of people... Praising the work he's done with rookies, uh, at least in uh, the early mini camp that went on this year. I think a lot of people really like what Kevin O'Connell's done so far with his time in Minnesota. Uh, there's a lot to like on this roster this year, uh, looking at what we got going on as training camp opens. As I mentioned, Kirk Cousins is going to be starting quarterback again this year. Uh, and then Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond will be battling it out for second-string quarterback. Uh, Delvin Cook is back and hopefully more healthy this year. I know he missed a few games last year. With that ankle injury he suffered in just week two against uh, Arizona last year. Alexander Madison has been mentioned as a possible uh, roster cut. This team now has five running backs on the roster. Do we see a need for five? I would prefer they keep Alexander Madison, as we've seen how fragile Delvin Cook has been in the last number of years. Uh, they also got uh, second-year man, uh, likely going to work out more of a special teamer, uh, Kine and Wangwu. Uh, then we also have the rookie fifth-round pick, Ty Chandler, out of North Carolina. I'm excited about Ty Chandler, personally. I think that's a guy that can come in and do a better job in the Amir Abdullah role than Amir Abdullah did. I think uh, Ty Chandler can be a guy to make this... Can, that can be a solid RB2 if Cook or Madison go down. I think uh... That backfield could be deadly this year with a couple big weapons to come from. Obviously, Delvin Cook, we know, is a game changer anytime he gets his hands on the ball. Alexander Madison's a steady back if he gets enough reps. Keenan Wongu, we saw that speed last year. He had a few uh, kick return touchdowns. And Ty Chandler appears to be a great pass-catching rookie uh, coming out of North Carolina. I think that is something that's going to be a big key for this uh what we're being told is going to be a more pass-dedicated offense than uh, we've seen in years past with the Zimmer era. Uh, then we still have, uh, obviously, our young gun, our number one, number 18 on the field, Justin Jefferson, uh, paired up with everybody's love, beloved uh, Adam Thielen on uh, wide receiver two, who took a lot of snaps from the slot last year, which kind of surprised me, but I think he's uh, – I think Thielen's primed for another, hopefully, a full season. We know he bit the injury bug, but even in his limited games last year, he still racked up 10 touchdowns. He's the red zone target. Jefferson's going to get him down the field, and he's they're going to both be out there with Irv Smith Jr. coming off of energy this year, injury from last year this year, uh, paired up out there with the hodgepodge of tight ends behind him. Of ben Ellison, Johnny Munt coming over from the Rams following Kevin O'Connell, and Zach Davidson, the second-year rookie who spent the year on the practice squad last year. Uh we're seeing a lot of turnover in this offense. Uh, we're getting some names back, some new names coming in. Uh, Amir Smith-Marset is going to be in competition for the second, or I'm sorry, the third receiver. Olabisi Johnson returning from injury, trying to reclaim his third wide receiver role alongside K.J. Osborne, rookie Jalen Naylor, Myron Mitchell, who spent the year on the practice squad last year. He's got some serious speed. And veteran Albert Wilson is another guy I think he's, a sleeper to make the roster. I think he could just be our punt return guy. If he does make the 53 man, uh, Dan Shasina is listed as a wide receiver on the roster. However, I think he'd be a, a special teamer at most. He is one of the most feared gunners in the leagues. Uh, and then we also have a uh, Tristan, Tristan Jackson coming over from the Rams as well, following, uh, Kevin O'Connell over, just like his uh, old teammate, Johnny Monk did. Um, there's a lot to like in that skill group. Uh, CJ Hamm is obviously back, uh, and I think his that enlists him in a camp battle with uh, with uh, Jake Vargas here. I think that's CJ Ham's job to lose. I'd be shocked if Ham didn't roll into Week One as our starter, barring injury. Uh, our offensive line I think was the biggest swing and miss for this front office this year. Uh, we're bringing back Christian uh Ezra Cleveland, and Brian O'Neill to be our uh, main three outside. Then that center right side is the. Uh, problem child we had last year and it looks like unfortunately we didn't do a ton to fix it this year Garrett Bradbury is still slotted to be our number one center this year a lot of people are displeased about that uh along with bringing in Jesse Davis as a free agent pick up from the Dolphins there was a lot of negativity around that as well as he had some really bad numbers working as a right tackle for the Dolphins but they said he was a better guard than he was a tackle uh it's it's disappointing in a way you know we opened up a lot of cap flexibility with uh the cousins uh contract and you know then we go out we have uh ed ingram as a second round pick he's not currently projected to be the week one starter but that's a name i think could very well become a week one starter uh if he can just outwork jesse davis he might have to outwork wyatt davis as well we've heard a lot about that name this year as well Uh and Brian O'Neill, obviously the workhorse on that outside, he needs to get a If we can get figure out that inside part of the offensive line, I think this offense could be truly dangerous. That It was disappointing to see that they didn't really attack those two huge needs uh, that we saw. We know J.C. Treader is still out there. He's obviously a much better center than Garrett Bradbury. But I would even say guard is a bigger need than center at this moment. We haven't had a sturdy right guard for a number of years now uh like i said i like ed ingram i think he's a guy that uh he can start down the road i don't know how ready he is he's a reason that he was a second round pick and some people thought he might even be an early third round pick uh the vikings just felt they wouldn't get a chance another chance to pick him so they chose him right then and there uh they also drafted uh out of illinois i believe is verdarian low another tackle he could see some uh, backup tackle work, along with bringing in uh, Chris Reed. That was another name. He's a Minnesota boy. Everybody loves Minnesota boys. And Oli Udo is going to be back as well, working in that mix and competition for that right guard spot. Just a, you know, I, I like Ed Ingram. I hope Ed Ingram wins it. I just wish that they had more depth and more, or maybe went out and made a splash. I'd be more willing to let it ride, and, you know, and give a guy a shot. But they did. You know, for the lack of work that they did on fixing the O-line, they did put together a pretty good defense. You got Harrison Phillips coming over, coming uh, from the Bills on free agency. Delvin Tomlinson sticking around. Jalen Twyman coming back from his unfortunate injury last year. Daniil Hunter finally healthy. Eric Kendricks is back and healthy. Jordan Hicks comes over from the Arizona Cardinals. Patrick Peterson re- returns uh, from injury. Harrison Smith is back at his... Usual strong safety spot. And Lewis Seen, the first-round pick rookie, is likely to uh, face the Green Bay Packers week one as our starting free safety. And I hope that is true. I like what I've seen off Lewis Seen. I wasn't big about it like anybody else was on uh, draft night either. Obviously, a lot of people saw Kyle Hamilton's name still up there at our draft pick, and we traded it away to a division rival so they could pick up a position of need. And we got a couple of picks for it, which I think we did – okay on uh, some other names to watch on the defense obviously we have uh oh let's see uh, dj wonham returning he's likely to uh, move back to linebacker this year uh so moving to a 3-4 instead of a 4-3 so we're going to have more linebackers than linemen uh Janarius robinson returning from injury uh i'm excited to see what he can do he had a lot of good marks uh through last summer uh, Chas Surratt is returning a second year player. Uh, he got some glimpses of action last year and looked pretty good. Uh, Brian Asamoah, uh joins us from free agency. He's a guy that could be some great depth. We still have Jordan Hicks and Ryan Connolly, two guys that have been decent depth for us. My area of concern, however, is still the cornerbacks. We have Patrick Peterson and Cam Dancer, who's a decent one, too. Uh, but it falls off behind him. Harrison Hand is going to be competing for your uh, slot receiver spot, or slot receiver, slot corner, nickel corner spot, along with rookie Andrew Booth Jr. I like Booth Jr. coming out of Clemson. I think we got him at a good pick. He was projected to go higher than uh, where we traded back up to get him after we traded with the Packers to let them get their rookie wide receiver. Uh, I think we did okay on the Booth pick. I hope he pans out to be pretty good, and I hope he gets significant playing time this year. I hope he beats out uh, Harrison Hand for the nickel corner role. Uh, Chandon Sullivan uh, comes over from the Packers, so that's an interesting pickup for us. And we still have the likes of Chris Boyd and Nate Hairston, who came over uh, this offseason as well, along with rookie Caleb Evans, who apparently has great speed. So I'm curious to see how that works in. He was a fourth-round pick out of Missouri. Uh, So we have a lot going on on this defense. I think that there is to like... Um, I like this group. There's a lot of depth. There's great starters. And like I had mentioned previously, if that group of Z'Darrius Smith and Daniil Hunter can just stay healthy for a full season, it's going to be a nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. you still got Delvin Tomlinson at the nose. He's going to plug a hole. It's going to be hard to run the ball. Harrison Phillips is another big body. He's going to plug the line. You got, And then you got Daniil Hunter and Z'Darrius Smith blitzing around the outside. Obviously, how that Zedarius Smith deal came to fruition, I will never understand. That is why I don't work in uh, professional football. He had the deal signed, sealed, and delivered with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, backed out of it, and now signed with the Vikings. That was something I didn't see happening as soon. I'd heard his name as a possibility. I wasn't sure if our cap situation, if that would allow it. And it came to fruition, and I'm excited to see those two work together. And then they do get some depth behind them. Like I'd mentioned, Chaz Surratt had some promising moments last year, and DJ Wonham. Uh, he's gotten better over the years, and they still have Generous uh, Robinson as well, who looks like he could be a flex, D-end, linebacker type uh, for this defense. I think that there's a lot to like uh, in those guys. Uh, the instant impact rookies, like I mentioned, Louis Scene is going to is right now slotted as our starting free safety. I'm excited the guy can hit. He's a ball hawk. I think this is going to be a good group, and he's eventually going to uh, take over for Harrison Smith when his career is finally over in the next handful of years here. Uh, Cam Bynum, I hope, gets some great work in camp. I uh, think he'll stick around. There's some other names floating around out there I think are going to be great depth and could see significant playing time uh, as well this year. Uh I mentioned Andrew Booth Jr. I hope he wins our nickel slot. I, I'm i not a big Harrison Hand guy. I know he's quick, and obviously there's a reason he's still around. Uh, I hope Booth is our primary three. I think he provides a better nickel situation than Harrison Hand does. His hand is a great depth player. guy they can play a few downs while somebody gets a breather. But I think Booth, there's a reason you take trade it back up in the second round to get him, and I think God. Uh, That'll be why. We return on special teams. We get Greg Joseph back, who had a pretty good year for us last year. Jordan Berry, who had a great season punting for us last year. Uh, then we also have kick returner, as I mentioned, special, te- uh, special teamer Kine and Wangwu, who's still slated to be in our backfield as well. Uh, KJ Osborne is listed as our punt returner. I'm interested to see if the likes of Amir Smith-Marset or Albert Wilson or even Kine himself can uh, try to take over uh, that Uh, role from KJ Osborne as we've seen him struggle with that role in the last couple seasons here. Uh, Camp battles to watch as training camp is underway here today. Wide receiver three is my biggest one uh, personally because I'm hearing more and more about this pass heavy offense we're going to be having instituted under the Kevin O'Connell era. Uh, KJ Osborne I grew to like a lot last year. I think he stepped up his game in a big way from year one to year two. However, we do get ola bc johnson back off of injury from last year i'm excited to get bc back i think he's a great receiver he was a late round pick out of colorado state we saw some good productive seasons from him as a wide receiver four ish i think he's back to claim his take his spot of what was supposed to be his last year at wide receiver three Uh, Then we also have the likes of Amir Smith-Marset we saw some good glimpses of last year. Jalen Naylor we took out of Michigan State, who can absolutely fly down the field. Uh, I got Myron Mitchell, who was a practice squad guy last year. Tristan Jackson comes over from the Rams. And Dan Shasina is listed as a wide receiver. Uh, I think all Viking fans know he will end up as a special teamer, uh, assuming he makes the 53-man roster. As I kind of scroll through the Vikings roster here, I look for names that could be cut in training camp. Police that are here. They're right now carrying two punters. Uh, Ryan White, uh, Wright. I'm sorry. W-R-I-G-H-T Wright. Uh, Ryan Wright is uh, currently listed as their second punter. I don't see them taking three uh, specialists uh, from kicker and two punters. I don't see that happening. So I think either Barry or Wright will be cut more likely right with the great season Barry had for us last year. Uh, looking up further I'm curious about this running back group. Can we carry that many running backs on the roster? Uh, they do have two fullbacks listed with CJ Ham and Jake Vargas I think that's CJ Jobs to lose. Maybe Vargas gets a spot on the practice squad. Uh, remember, they only get 10, so it's not like they can just cut everybody and throw them on the practice squad. Uh, so those got to kind of be uh, figured out and planned uh, properly there. Uh I think Myron Mitchell's another guy. I've you know liked what I've heard about him, but he was a practice squatter last year. Uh, he's got to prove himself in camp. I think he'll end up back on the practice squad again this year. Uh, Vikings right now carrying four tight ends, none of which are named Kyle Rudolph, as I was hope, personally hoping the Vikings would uh, make reunion with uh, for Kyle Rudolph. They are currently carrying Irv Smith Jr. returning from injury, which I'm excited about, Ben Ellison, Johnny Munt, and Zach Davidson, the second year. Uh, hybrid player that we learned he's also the punter he was a long snapper he did a whole bunch of stuff with the uh, central Missouri where he was drafted out of in college I think one of those guys is going to be cut I want to say it's going to be Ellefson I think Munt followed this coaching staff over for a reason for a better chance to play he wasn't going to get those reps away from Gerald Everett and what they have over going in L.A. Um, and then I also look down toward the defense. I think O-line, with those battles that we got going on there for mainly right guard, I think I'm, we're going to cut somebody out of there, whether it's Ole Udo, possibly Blake Brandle. Verdarian Lowe's a rookie. He could very well end up on the practice squad. Chris Reed I think is an interesting signing because he can play kind of all over the O-line. You need a guy like that, I think he'll stick around. Uh, now look at the defense at names that could be cut this year. Uh, TJ Smith currently listed as a defensive end along with Patrick Jones, the second and Jonathan Bullard behind Harrison Phillips. I think that's the name to be cut out of that group. Uh, nose tackle. We have Delvin Tomlinson who's been our mainstay for a few years. Then we have Armin Watts, James Lentz, and Julian Taylor. They could very easily carry four nose tackles, uh, into this season. I don't know what they will. I think Julian Taylor is the odd man out there might end up on a practice squad. Uh, Other side defensive end, Twyman, I think is an interesting, interesting player. I know we got him late in that draft uh, a couple years ago here. I know he had that unfortunate injury last year. that cost him the entire season. Janarius Robinson is back right behind him. I think that's a camp L to watch to see who's going to be getting meaningful reps, and I'm excited to read about that one. Uh, Isezi Otomo uh, from University of Minnesota is going to be an interesting guy to see how he fills in as a linebacker, defensive end hybrid there in this new 3-4 defense. I think he'll make the roster. And uh, Jonathan Bullard again, um, I think he'll make it over T.J. Smith, so I would expect him to be on the 53-man in some capacity as well. Uh, looking at linebackers, you got Daniil Hunter, Chas Surratt, and Zach McLeod all listed. I think McLeod is probably the odd man out there. I don't see him getting meaningful reps over what a playmaker Daniil Hunter is or uh, what we saw great glimpses of Chas Surratt last year. Uh we got uh Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks as our inside linebackers in this new 3-4 defense. Uh depth listed as Brian Osamoa, great depth player. Blake Lynch has had some moments as a good depth player. Troy Dye has had some moments as a great depth player. Ryan Connolly uh has an injury designation, will likely miss the entire season again. Uh William uh Cuenco and Andre Mincy. I think Mincy makes it over Cuencu. um that would be my camp battle, whoever's trying to make the spot. I don't know if Kuempu would be a guy to stick on the practice squad or not. That's kind of tough. Like I said, there's only 10 spots on there. Uh, Z'Darrius Smith, DJ Wonham, and uh, Luigi Villain. Obviously, I think it's pretty obvious who the odd man out there is, if there is one. Um, I've heard some decent things about Villain so far this summer. I hope that's uh, to be a good sign. I like having a lot of depth on the roster here for us. Uh, obviously Smith and Wonham are going to be your top two guys off that side, and that's a fun combo to have, along with the other side of Daniel Hunter and Chaz Surratt. I think this is going to be a very fun group to have out there as a front seven this year. Uh, looking at defensive backfield now, we have uh, starting corners are going to be Patrick Peterson and Cam Dantzler, I think we all figured that, Andrew Booth, who we've talked about uh, mightily here, along with Harrison Hand, Chandon Sullivan, Chris Boyd, Nate Harrison, and a Caleb Evans. I think a Caleb Evans being a draft pick by this team will, is a shoe-in to make the roster. He'll likely be a depth player, special teamer uh, to start out the year, but I think he'll get a chance to earn his reps uh, out there. So there's a lot to kind of take in with this roster, um, a lot to like, a lot of questions, understandably. There's chances of this team having great success year one. There's also a chance this team... Falls flat year year one, but there's time for him to turn it around if that's what happens. I'm not going to be willing to go out on a limb quite yet and say this team is going to the Super Bowl like Paul Allen did on his uh, 9 to noon show on KFAN just a few weeks ago. Um, I don't believe I, in that until after I've seen the team play a few games, as we learned with the uh, Bengals last year. I had a friend of mine, actually. He asked me how bad the Bengals are before the game, I'm wondering if the Vikings were going to blow them out or if the game was even worth watching. Uh, we were out on a golf course, and another buddy of ours chimed in, and he's a big Packer fan, and he said the Bengals are going to be a bottom five team this year. They went to the Super Bowl. So it's hard for me to rule out anybody's yay or nay. Being a fan, I'm not sitting here Super Bowl or bust. This is our year. Not the way I ever want to approach it. I think this team's going to be a lot of fun. I think they're going to compete for a playoff spot and hopefully a division title with the Packers across the state of Wisconsin there, Uh, especially with some of the moves they made, uh, like cutting – or cutting – trading – wide receiver uh Devontae adams to las vegas for a couple of draft picks there uh obviously you know the optimism out of that is Rodgers has been just fine without Devonte adams but now we got to see how does the team respond like yeah you can lose him for a week or two and be fine but how do you go a whole season without Devonte adams and a guy as good as Devonte adams is there's no doubting he's the top or top at least top three wide receiver in this league still even with his age kind of climbing up there and we see receivers kind of fall as they hit uh age 30 but uh there's a chance that this vikings team i think with how bad the bears and lions are expected to be that they can find themselves second place wild card position at least if not competing with the packers for a division title with how much turnover they've had this year as well uh, so looking at some of the interesting matchups of the regular season that we're looking forward to here coming up in just a handful of weeks as training camp opens today. Obviously, we got the big week one game at home against the Packers. I look forward to attending that game personally. Uh, week two at Philadelphia, and that is going to be a Monday night game. and That is an interesting matchup. Obviously, the Eagles have had a lot going on as well. They acquired A.J. Brown. They still got Jalen Hurts. There's a whole bunch of questions over there. That is a very winnable game. I think after you make the statement of being in the Packers at home, you need to go to Monday Night Football and show what you're all about and beat the Eagles in Philly. Overcoming what happened last time we played in Philly. 38-7. <coughs> uh, <three to> <coughs> uh, I didn't say that. Uh, week 3, you get the Lions. That should be a dub before they head over the pond to – uh, take on the New Orleans Saints on an eight thirty a.m. game, uh, at least Central Time over here. Uh, it's that's another interesting matchup. The Saints are—I uh, like to call them a project. I've uh, said so they got the Michael Thomas drama. It sounds like I saw this morning he has returned to practice. They still got Jameis Winston, who's a feasible quarter or. Uh, yeah, feasible quarterback's a good way to put it. He's a guy that can step in for you. He's probably not their long term answer, but he can play. Uh, they've ramped up that defense. Alvin Kamara is obviously awaiting a suspension. Um, so if Kamara gets handed a four game suspension, it means he would have to miss the Viking game, which would be a big loss for him. I know they got Mark Ingram back, and that guy can still bring it like he was twenty five. He might have lost his speed a little bit, but man, he is a wrecking ball when he runs up the gut. Uh, And after the uh, London game against the Saints, they come back home and play the Bears. That's an interesting one. Uh, The Bears, I've always hated playing the Bears because you never know what you're going to expect. Justin Fields, I think, is going to be a good quarterback in this league. I just don't think he's in a great situation to be a good quarterback right now. The Bears, obviously, just like the Vikings, got a new front office, new head coach, a bunch of new players. They made some trades, got rid of Khalil Mack. Eddie Goldman's gone. He is now retired after signing his contract with the Falcons. Uh, a lot of change for them as well. So I think that's another game that is winnable. There's a very real shot. The Vikings could start this year 5-0 and if they play this to their potential. You go to Miami, who's in one of my sleeper teams this year, Um Tua Tonga-Vailoa, I think, is going to have a better year with uh, now having a better backfield and adding Tyreek Hill to his wide receiver corps, along with Jalen Waddle, who had a pretty good time. Um, that defense from Miami was always pretty good. It wasn't ever elite, but it was good. Going into your Week 7 bye, there's a very real chance the Vikings should be 4-2, and two, if not 5-1 and one or 6-0. Six, oh. uh, six, all very winnable games. Hopefully they show up. And play to their full potential those six weeks and ride some real momentum coming into the uh, bye. And then you get home Arizona at Washington at Buffalo. Buffalo's going to be their big, big challenge, along with Arizona in there as well. They'll have DeAndre Hopkins back from his suspension by then. Uh, Kyler Murray, obviously just getting his contract on the team, assuring him he is their future plan. Uh, Washington with Carson Wentz. Should be a game they can go into D.C. if they lose at home against Arizona. Should be a game they have a shot to win. Uh, So a bounce back there. Go to Buffalo. Playing in Buffalo is not going to be fun for this team. At least it's mid-November. It shouldn't be too cold or too snowy yet. I expect the Bills to win that game. Uh, I think it would be a fool to not pick the Bills. They are uh, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and they now have Delvin Cook's brother at running back. He's going to be working in there with Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. I think that's... The one, like I would love for the Vikings to go into Buffalo. I think they could go in and win that game. But just looking at the two matchups on paper, with all of our uncertainty that we don't know yet, I think Buffalo's one of those games. It would be lucky to come away with a win there. Uh, Dallas is a winnable game. New England's a winnable game. The Jets are a should-win game. Detroit's a should-win game. Indy is going to be a tough matchup. I like what they've done. Matt Ryan can still sling it. I think he's moving to a better situation. That's another sleeper team of mine, especially with how – Week that division is between the titans the jaguars and the texans and, and the colts that's very winnable for the colts in that uh, division there i think uh that could be another tough matchup here and then we also get the giants and we close out the season at new year's day 325 at green bay lambo can be a house of horrors for us if the season's going well for the packers so there's a lot of interesting matchups in here starting off earlier that home matchup against the packers i think is going to be the one where you uh Come out and show your stuff. You show them, you show the team like why you're getting this hype that you could win a division this year. Why are people talking about you? You gotta come out and you gotta punch the Packers in the mouth. You gotta take the division from them. Week two, I think, is another interesting matchup. Philly, as I mentioned, you know, they went over a lot of turnover as well. And it's never fun going to Philly. That's just a bad time every time you go to Philly. And then uh, as I mentioned, the other interesting matchups, the Bills, that's gonna be their toughest challenge, I think, all year. I don't think you can reasonably look at the schedule and say undefeated when you're looking at you have to go to Buffalo in front of their home crowd, which is one of the craziest in the league, and have to go beat Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, and their pretty good defense. Not when I'm looking at like oh that's a that's a win. No, you you, you can't. I'm looking at that right now, and I'm just like that is the one game that sticks out that I'm not comfortable saying the Vikings have a good shot to go in and win. Can they win? Absolutely. This is the NFL. There's no reason any team can't win any given day. As we saw, the Jets upset a number of teams last year. Um, just not a game I would look at favorably in the Vikings. But who knows? Maybe the season's going well and they're able to go on a, uh, stun a Super Bowl favorite. I would love the hell out of that for that to happen. Uh, then they also have the Colts, as I mentioned. They've done a lot of good. Jonathan Taylor, obviously one of the best running backs in the league. I think he's got a lot to like. Um my, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. getting better. I think he'll do better. The better quarterback and Matt Ryan this year. They have a pretty stout defense, a good O line to prevent our hopefully strong pass rush. It's going to be an interesting matchup as well. Uh, looking at it on the day training camp opens, my honest prediction, I'm going to say put this team at 12-5 and five in NFC North champions. I think they have a very favorable schedule looking at a lot of these matchups. They at four uh should win divisional games. Not a lot of teams get that in the NFL anymore. Um, four games I should win in the division, no questions asked. And then a number of favorable matchups along the way. I, I like 12-5. and five. I like a division title. I like a home playoff game. And we'll see where it goes from there and how the rest of the NFC shakes out. But for the Vikings, that is the uh, that is the schedule. That is what I like. 12-5 and five division title hopefully happens. And then we also have uh, some guys. I do know a lot of fans also play fantasy football and like to get their Vikings just like I do if uh, I'm ever able to do so um I think Delvin Cook is as far as a lot of people love their fantasy running backs I think Delvin Cook's a top three four running back depending on your format uh I think Justin Jefferson's a top two or three receiver depending on your format Adam Thielen's probably a top 10 receiver depending on your format Kirk Cousins had uh was the seventh best statistical quarterback last year. I know that doesn't always shape out uh, in fantasy leagues, but I think he, with this more uh, pass-heavy offense, I think he's going to break in as a top-ten quarterback this year. Maybe a guy to get as a late backup, and who knows, maybe he's a trade bait, maybe you end up starting him because your starter didn't pan out. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., I'm very excited about Irv Smith Jr. Uh, In this pass-heavy offense, I think he's better than Jared Everett is uh, for the Rams. So I really want to see how Kevin O'Connell uses him and his abilities as a downfield uh, threat. He can He's a pretty good blocker. He's not as great as some of the other tight ends we've had in the past. But man, can he go get it. I'm excited for Irv Smith to be back, hopefully 100%. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I really, really want to see him continue to grow into this role and be a long-term answer at tight end for the Minnesota Vikings and then you also have Greg Joseph who's probably a top 10 kicker in the league if you know everybody picks kickers late so I'm, couldn't be a bad guy to pick late the defense will be better I'm not ready to say pick them in fantasy if all goes well this is going to be a very fun pass rush and I think that's going to lead to more turnovers more sacks stuff like that but I'm not ready to go out there and say pick them in your fantasy leagues they're number one they're not the Rams the Bengals had a pretty good defense last year on fantasy but they didn't really on paper they were above average but they weren't great the Vikings have a lot to show me before I'm ready to go out and tell people who play fantasy football to pick uh, the Vikings defense. Uh, So kind of growing, uh, as I mentioned previously, this is my first show here for Variety Sports Network. I would love your feedback. I would love uh, your guys' ideas. I have some uh, ideas to do uh, as the show kind of grows. Maybe get some uh, fans involved in some Q&A. Maybe get some fans featured on here. Um, There's a lot of stuff that Variety Sports Network is doing, so please check out all of our content uh, covering a variety of things from leagues to specific teams. We are growing this brand as big as we can make it. So thank you for your continued support of Variety Sports Network and of myself and Properly Purple Show. Thank you all so, so much, and we will see you again very soon with a preseason update on our beloved Minnesota Vikings. Till then, Skull Vikes, and enjoy Variety Sports Network.